Ahoy hoy, Neo Noiros! For the penultimate Neo Noir Vember episode of the year 2022. The year of our Lord, Dan? Our vengeful know. Lord? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what year it is anymore. Very angry Lord, just kicking the calendar right in the the nads, the nards, <laughs> testiculars. Sure. Balls. Can't believe this year's almost over yet. It's it's get it unreal. out of here. I can't wait for it to be gone. Yeah, it's been a pretty lousy year. Other than I'm not looking forward to getting even older than yeah. these old bones are. Dan, the man I'm talking to on the other end of this microphone. That's me. Gentleman Joey here to talk in the third person. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> yeah, gentleman Joey can't stop, right? Yeah, can't stop. No, won't stop. Won't stop, yeah. Damn right. Well... Thank you for joining me, Dan, my friend, for another edition of this little uh, bonus episode stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get Carter. This was released February 3rd, 1971 from MGM. Rawr, right? Yeah. <laughs> Truthfully. Directed by Mike Hodges. Did you look up and see the uh, the gem that he directed that is a mutual love of ours? Or do I have to tell you right now? Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. So you know this is going to be a good one if he directed Flash Gordon, one of the greatest films of all time. You would hope. You would hope. We'll find out from Dan. I know I love this one. So Mm -hmm. we do have a little bit of a mystery here. But yeah, it's his directorial debut. Uh, He also wrote the screenplay, but it was based on the 1970 novel Jack's Return Home from crime writer Ted Lewis. I mean, the movie came out pretty immediately after that book. So must have been a real page turner, huh? Yeah. You ready for some uh, neo-noir taglines? Sure. Well, first off, you got to start with the original gangster is back, Dan. <laughs> okay. Did you know that he left and now he's back? Uh, yeah, I, I know it after watching this movie. Yeah, so I think that's accurate. Yeah, you were like, oh, man, that's that's the original, huh? Yeah. Guess I've just seen the knockoffs. Well, also, Dan, here's another tagline for you. Kane is Carter. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I guess that's technically a tagline. Just seems like a advertising. Line. Yeah, they're just telling you facts that, that yeah, he is. That's who he is in the movie. Well, here's some more facts for you. A great tradition returns that gangster movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Carter is different. a killer, Dan. Yeah, he is. More facts. Okay, the last yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, what happens when a professional killer violates the code? Get Carter. They don't talk about the code. I mean, I, we can infer it, but. The code is always around, you know? Like, yeah. Once you pick up a gun, a code right. is, is inflicted. Yeah, I suppose. So there's a remake of this movie. You know this, right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm aware. Uh, the, I have not seen it. With the I'm pen aware. master himself, Sylvester Stallone, as yes. the star, taken over from Michael Caine. I saw that movie first in theaters, Dan. Wow. It was not good. And I was like, why is this Get Carter movie held in such high esteem? I just saw the steam, all right? The Steven pile of shit. But eventually I finally got to this when I was really getting into noir and neo noir. And it's a legend for a reason, especially if you're unfamiliar with Michael Caine. It's it's the best of the best from him. I had I'd been aware of this movie for a long time, but I'd never watched it until we discussed it. I mean, now we're doing it for the podcast and I actually had to watch it twice because uh, we had a little bit of a gap. Uh, I can't believe longer. this guy is calling it calling me out right on the show. 
No, I'm not calling you out. I, I'm just, I, I'm just saying that I, I ended up having some time today to do it. So you I could I, improvise I, and been like, I love the movie so much. I watched it again. <laughs> I'm a truthful person. That's, that's what it is. I, 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 I call it, you know, it's no, it's, I'm not upset about it in, in any stretch. I mean, I, I think I, I will say this. I enjoyed it actually the second time more than the first time. Hell yeah. Um, Did you enjoy it the first I, I mean, I time though? Yeah, I didn't dislike it the first time, but I got more out of it the second time. Right on. For sure. Which I, I feel like happens with most movies in general. But yeah. if yeah. there's even a kernel of something I liked, it means I should probably watch it again. Yeah. I think it's definitely one of the best Michael Caine movies I've ever seen. Um, like yeah, of him. Absolutely. Um, right right there up there with Goldmember. Um <laughs> Listen to who I'm talking to, folks. <laughs> it's sarcasm um oh so you do lie you yeah, are willing well, to lie i see well that was a that was a joke it wasn't okay we, a lie. Well, we couldn't have joked before though it had to have yes. been a straight up lie you were not capable of a joke then i will say spoiler alert only i have one problem with this movie this is the noir bonus episode spoil the whole goddamn thing do what you gotta do i have one problem with this movie not enough brick eklund for me oh okay? boy well yeah all right i, I feel like be scared I've, for a second but yeah yeah there's some I, I, and and, and that goes then. that goes to show you that 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 if that, if that's the only problem with it that it's it's a good thing but I feel like it could have been better. Right on. Well, yeah, sure. If that's your if your your score ranking is based off of that, then sure, I'm there with y'all. Yeah, I'll hold a a, a sign yeah, up. I, I need I need more of of of, of Brit in this one. But other than that, I mean, she was there. Isn't that enough? She was there, but I feel like I think that's what it was. I think. Knowing that she's there and that she didn't get you enough tasted life. time, right? You get a little bit of Brit Ackland at this era. Like, were you madder the second time around about it? Um, or at least no, because you knew I, this I, knew time. When, I knew when she was going to pop up, so I tried to savor those moments when she was there. I mean, she's one of my favorite Bond girls too, so I think that's another thing. I think what reason to be shocked that it took so long to that you to watch this movie. Right, right. Um, And I'll say a big reason of why I chose it was the knowledge that you hadn't seen it. And I really wanted to push it forward because it's get Carter. Sure. No, and I'm I'm glad I watched it. Like I said, I mean, it wasn't a chore. I knew you would have gotten to it, but yeah, it wasn't a chore to watch it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And especially uh, watching it twice. So in in the span of like a week. So I mean. I don't want to spoil anything, but I think that's just Neo Noir Vember is just like, here's some good movies, you know, it's like, we're not taking any chances. And maybe next year that could be a thing to do is just try to go and blind the both of us a little more or something. Plunging into the, we get one time a year to really like recommend some stuff. Yeah, that's true. Here we are. Here's the good ones. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I I think, I think it's, uh, in some ways it like, it kind of reminded me of Bond films a little bit in a way. Like, it, sure. I, I think just there's certain sensibilities that it has. I mean, it's very different. There's a smoothness but, and a, a yeah, kind of a suaveness yeah. to Michael Caine. And like, he right. would have been a great Bond. You definitely, it's hard not to think that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That would have been very interesting if, if he, if he did. Um, he has sex with a lot of ladies. I mean, it's really just like yes. R rated James Bond, but also, you know, if James Bond was, a gangster instead of yeah, a, a little more on the side of evil. Yeah, which I kind of I like that. I like I think that's why I I enjoyed it because it was like that element, but it kind of turns turns it on its head a little bit. Um, it's a little bit more risque. Very much so. I mean, I I would say even still now the risqueness holds up, and 
and yeah. still shocks and entertains in all the best ways. Uh, Michael Caine's evil eyes, huh? Like just yeah. that his eyes is gaze the entire time. It's like he's just in the zone as Jack. Yeah, he Carter. makes some faces. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's a, it's some some expressions. Yeah, especially like you said with his eyes that are just yeah, and his butt. You do get to see his butt. That's, That's like one of the best scenes of the movie is like where they come after him and they're like, we're going to catch him off guard. Like he's in bed naked with a woman and he just like grabs his shotgun and goes out dick and balls naked to like shoo him out of the house. It's it's pretty fun. And the, uh, the lady next door gets an eyeful. Yes, she does. And she was yeah. already not a happy neighbor. I appreciate there's, there's some interesting like quick cuts, mm-hmm. like back and forth between two different like things that that happen whether it's oh yeah especially pre- during like the those future. sex scenes like right with the car with the driving of the car i really that yeah. one i i liked it the first time around but i uh, that was something that I, I really stood out to me again second time around just like how great that was like how just how how perfectly like it's fun it moves exactly you know like between the editing which is so good and the music i mean the score is just so awesome i mean it's it's world famous like the movie but they just work Mm -hmm. in such harmony together that yeah especially like that scene you just mentioned really helps it shine something i forgot to ask you because i know we talked about it the that new 4k uhd version i think it's bfi put it out is that all region or is it it is all region, yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I meant to go for it for this, but I, I still haven't taken it the plunge yet, but I I intend to. I'm assuming it's pretty pricey, right? That it's like you definitely dropping like 60, 70 bucks on it. Yeah, it's like $65. Yeah. I could use it just a little lower than that. But it it's such a good movie. I, I would want that 4K and it looks like they did a fantastic job on it. So there's a regular well, actually, no. So this looks like the regular one. Uh, it looks like I found it for as low as 40 bucks. All right. So that's, Send me that link, sir. It's diabolic. It says it's region B, though. Well, wait. So it says it's UK UHD all region and then Blu-ray region B. So I think it's a little like, bit. I think yeah. it is all region from what I've seen. But yeah, you know how they are, like where they say it's one thing, but then it's, okay. it's not. So I see it. So it says extra disc only. This is a region B disc. So I think ah. maybe just the the bonus features, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I mean that probably deserves a a US. Yeah, but release. you know I'll I'll get to an all region player eventually and enjoy those features. So yeah, that's from uh, Di- Diabolic, uh, which okay. is actually lo- local to us. There you go. Don't have to wait long, and I get a, a bonus. So exactly. So maybe that's the one. It says they have a few left in stock, so they might have to. Uh... I just opened the tab, sir. I'll be going down the rabbit hole right after this. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fun times. Uh, it's very horny. I mean, you have the, the phone sex scene, which is just pretty mind blowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that the, that the like, uh, they call her like the landlady, but she's basically just the like, proprietor of the bed breakfast. She's right. just sitting in the chair across from him. Yeah, like, getting all horned up. Yeah. And then she's the one in bed with him later with that shotgun scene where he's naked. So, yeah, it definitely works. But then, I mean, there's just such great violence as well. I mean, I love the scene where he, like, kicks the door shut on that one guy and, like, the glass breaks on his head. Yeah, I I, I like whenever there's a car involved. Yeah. Th- there seems to be some type of, like, interesting action. And I feel yeah. like you could say that about a lot of movies. But, like, for this movie, where I feel like there's a lot of moments where it's more dialogue-driven and, and more like you're just kind of in the moment. 
But then when something happens, it just like it goes boom out of nowhere, like he, like runs in into a car and like yep. hits hits the you know in that red car, he hits the door off as he's driving by. Like there's just like a lot of like someone's quick, getting dragged. Action, yeah, yeah. That kind of almost comes out of nowhere at times. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, uh, he does a lot of running in it as well. I mean, it's get Carter. So that's right. I mean, he's running after people. People it's are not sick, coming Carter. after him at some part. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So I think the the title is pretty apropos. I also like the touch in the beginning where he's reading where he's reading uh, "Farewell, My Lovely" on the train. That's right. Driving, going up from London. I thought that was uh, right off the the bat. I was that like, in a train nice puts touch. you right in the zone. You're like, all right. Yeah. You know, it's people who respect the format, and I would say between that and the ending, I mean, it's such a film noir ending of you know the bad guy getting what he deserves, and he you know he doesn't make it till the end. I was very. It's a lot like um, Blast of Silence in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But it's still a surprise. Oh, um, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, you know, when I when I was watching, I was just like, there was that sense of like, oh, man, like you really, uh, after all the things that happened in this movie, all of the people he's talked to, he's dealt with, he's gone through, he like, he finally kind of got some justice for himself and for his family. Yeah, so basically the whole justice that he's after real quick, Dan, and I hope I don't make you forget your point. You know, he's back in town because his brother died under suspicious circumstances. You know, it was a drunk driving accident, but he's like, you know, my brother doesn't drink. What's up with that? And then, it, you know, it turns out his brother, Frank, like his his daughter was involved. But also we kind of find out that it's probably Jack's daughter because, you know, he slept with his brother's wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was involved with like a pornographic film that just was fucked up and everything. And Jack even sees it at one point. And that leads to a whole little bathtub near drowning scene and everything. And yeah, that's um, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you know, really. And the people that he works for are kind of involved with the people that he's going after because, you know, it's gangsters. Everybody's got businesses, but, you know, he's got to look out for his family and make sure that they get justice. And- right his niece slash daughter and everything. And then yes. Yeah. And I, I think that's why I really like that. He is kind of like, he's so entangled within that underworld, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's still trying to look out for himself and for his niece, potentially slash daughter, but like just for his family sake and, and really trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. And he's, and he's kind of getting like, everybody's almost coming at him from all sides in a way. And he's back uh, home he at, at a, a, what he calls a crap house. Um, yeah. You know, like he doesn't, he's not psyched to be back in any way. Like he left this right. place behind. Right. You know, his brother looked out for him and everything. I was reading now, like in the, the original book, like the shotgun had more significance in the family yes. between him and his brother. So like there definitely was a relationship there that, you know, needed avenging basically. And he doesn't ever shoot the gun, which is fascinating yeah i read that and then i was like yeah that, that's true yeah that, that gun doesn't get shot absolutely I mean, like he beats people with it which is cool absolutely. But yeah he, he uses it to kill people but not in the sense yeah, he even that he does that think. like you know like smash down with it too which is yeah. great and he chucks people off of parking garages which is always yeah. awesome there's the great gambling scene where you uh you also have you know like the john osborne as cyril kinnear who's kind of mm-hmm. like one of, I mean, there's so many main bad guys, but he's like this bearded, soft-spoken guy. And I was reading into like he's like a playwright, poet, mm-hmm. actual piece of shit, um, and not allegedly, pretty clearly. <laughs> so he's well cast for this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like so much going on, and you know, there's like side conversations, people gambling, and everything like that. You know, meanwhile, like Carter's just being 
awesome as he like ran into the snuck into the place where like hit someone with a branch and like knocks him into a pond that was awesome as well yeah. and you uh, see him running like away from everybody trying to get into the house just so much fun and then that uh the sunglasses guy that chauffeur guy eric i believe yeah you know he's a he's a great piece of shit and then um who's up for the role of carter actually like who was originally intended for but he he then got this part but uh that scene where he's getting the fucking blues just like poured down his throat is so visceral dude like yeah. you're, you're just like gagging along with him but it's awesome and the scenery of that of that sequence i mean that that the whole backdrop you know, that yeah. shot that whole backdrop yeah it's just like incredible uh so the fact that it takes place there too is just yeah it's very surreal like sequence yeah like because it's got this very like brutal sequence but in such like an open space i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times when you see that that type of i guess like all that stuff you know, dumping tor- torture in a way yeah, usually, it usually feels like it's in in like a confined space or something like that. It's behind closed doors or it's in a spot like that. But this is in this very open, weird like beach. But like there's industrial like yeah things Dumping. happening. Yeah, yeah, into the water. Very, it feels very bizarre and very British at the same it, time. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean Absolutely. that in a good way, not in a bad way. They said like at, so it was like five or six a.m. too, right? I that believe was like when a, the meeting was set. So like definitely, yeah. you know, people are around if they're going to be around. But yeah, no, I mean, to that note of it being very British, I mean, it feels that the, where it's shot is just a very yeah. cool, interesting area. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like the, the the set locations of like the the house, like where his brother's at. I guess it's his house where he has like the casket. And he's yeah, staying he's like, in like his, that whole, those rows. His body is in his own house being kept. Yeah. And then you like come out of there and then you see like these rows of, of like small homes like together. And then like the factories like right behind there's like all this like the smokestacks. And yeah, it's just just very like industrial. You know, when I think of like industrial cities in England, I mean, it's just it's very evocative of that. Yeah, is, is the area. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the racetrack is really cool that you see. Is, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say the one thing that I guess I just maybe I gl- glossed over when I watched it the first time was the scene where he's in the beginning where he's shaving and mm-hmm. he's shaving over the cast over the body yeah yeah like, i guess like for whatever reason maybe i was a little bit distracted when that was happening i just it didn't really like register with me but the second time i watched it i was just like wow i was like that's such a interesting shot i watched it with brooke and my roommate jeremy and he pointed that out immediately <laughs> i was like yeah. oh yeah he's just like shaving right over that guy's body very bizarre well you know they're gonna burn it anyways fuck it yeah they get cremated that's true i think you're cremated Another cool scene that's sort of quick but a lot of fun is at the nightclub with that woman who's like singing and flirting with like all the men and stuff, and then like <laughs> kisses like a woman's like husband, and like yeah, they get in like a nice brutal fight. Yeah, and, she was a trip. Yeah, absolutely. I just I wanted to give that a nice little uh, special shout out. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's a lot of fun. It deserves to be what it is. It's it's got something for everyone and. I think it would work with someone else, but Michael Caine especially just elevates the the quality of this movie with his toughness and his smoothness. And you kind of think time and place where when this was made, I think he was the right person. I think that's that's the thing. Like I think it just everything it felt very kismet. I think yeah, it's the right movie for the right guy. Yeah, yeah, at the right time. Yeah, truly. No, it's it's peak everybody, and you know, uh, a fresh new director is always exciting. You know True. that kind of. Uh, enthusiasm really just shows in this movie 
I think my favorite scene of the movie, besides Brett Eklund scenes, um, <laughs> is uh, your number boat, two favorite, the boat scene where where they have the showdown at the boat. Oh yeah, um, like that whole that whole sequence is just awesome. Like just yeah. like the the way the camera's placed, and you see the boat over to the right, and then you see a couple of the, the gangsters kind of hanging out. In, in doorways that are kind of positioned off of, of one another and, and Carter's in the, in the boat and they're kind of having some, you know, some banter back and forth. And then you, you get that shot where like, you know, he sees the one guy going across the boat and Carter pops up and he's got the gun pointed at him. He's just like, no, no, don't do it. Like I don't know, that, that whole sequence was just, was just great. I, I loved everything about it. Hell yeah. There's apparently a, a 1972 exploitation movie the, the year after from George Armitage that stars Bernie Casey and Pam Greer that I didn't know existed that I'd be curious to see. It's called Hitman. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up because I put it in my cart because I def- that absolutely seems like something I, I would want to watch. Um, I mean, uh, just I, in general, hearing of that era and those actors, I would still just be like, yeah, what is that? I'll, I'll check it out. But knowing that it's based off of this is very interesting. Yeah, I was reading the description. It seems, you know, it seems fun. Uh, it, it's only 10 bucks. It's one archive DVD. So Hell yeah. I, I, I kind of put it in there just as like a, you know, remember this maybe down the line. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll pick it up and watch it. And yeah, I'm, I'm always down to watch a, a, a new exploitation film. I'm a huge fan of, totally. of that genre. So I'm, I'm give me all the Pam Greer you got. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and Bernie Casey's awesome. So, uh, you know, Hell I, yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely yeah. Once I saw, I heard, I was reading about that. I was like, yeah, that definitely seems like something I would watch. So. And this, this this whole story is just such an interesting framework. You know, I would like to you know see anyone's take on it. Yeah, it's simple enough, but you know, you could do a lot with it for sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of dynamic to it underneath the kind of the brutality and and some of the other exactly you know, like it's not all happen. sex and violence. You know, even yeah. though they, it's there, it's there, and it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, originally I think it was a, it was rated X at first, and then they dropped it down to an R years later. Yeah. But even so, times it changed a little bit. But yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, I think it's definitely you need to remember when you watch it that it was um, you know very shocking for its time, and yeah, not that it still isn't, but it was one you know it really came and knocked the door down and showed people how it's done. Not to go too off on a tangent, but oh boy, I, here we go. No, I, I, think it's, I, I think it's somewhat somewhat relevant. So I the other day I, I finally watched Lost Highway for the first time because I got oh the four K UHD from Criterion from the flash sale, and it's one of it was one of only two Lynch films I'd never seen. I had just always been holding out for like this type of release that that just happened. I was always kind of waiting, like I want to see this. Like I knew better versions were going to come out, HD versions and stuff like that. So I just always had held Well, it was it. hyped for so many years too. Right. Like it was always like, it's coming. It wasn't even like, boy, I hope this comes out someday. It's right. like, no, like literally this thing is coming, but then years would just pass and you're like, where the hell is it? So it right. finally happened. And yeah. Exactly. I had a DVD copy just sitting and I never watched it just because I was like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. So I finally watched it and thinking about how, not integral, but it, I, I had this like, parallel after watching that the other day and then watch this again with the black and white tag like porn film sure on the screen and in both films and, and i mean that's it could just be you know it, you know a coincidence but it's just interesting that you know just seeing these movies kind of almost in tandem i mean very very different in many ways but sort of similar in other ways i think both are kind of neo-noir and and there's there's some maybe it's you know a couple things like that but I don't know, just some weird like little like connection that I noticed after watching them kind of back. It's to another back. letterbox list to make. Yeah. 
throw hardcore on there, right? Yeah. Then Which you get I mean, a real party. I could probably spend another podcast episode on just talking about my thoughts on Lost Highway. Um, and I won't, so I won't hear, but, uh, I, I did enjoy it. So I will say that much. I did. I did really like it. I wasn't worried about that. Yes. But I wasn't worried either. I think I just like, I, I'd always heard about it. I always read about it. it. There was always just this kind of anticipation and being such a big Lynch fan and seeing his other films so many times over the years and then not seeing this one, which is considerably like a decently well-known one of his, um, sure. it had nine inch nails on the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, the soundtrack was amazing. I loved the soundtrack. I mean, yeah, Song of the Siren on there, which is a great song. And yeah, it's uh, it was it was wild. It was a wild ride. I, I feel like I definitely need to watch it again. That definitely feels like another movie I need to watch. Oh, absolutely. Another time. It's a lot of confusion going on. That's definitely um, like David Lynch. You know, anything he does is like he, you're doing that a couple of times. times for sure. But I just want to do shout out to Robert Loggia in that movie because he was incredible in that movie. And uh, I was reading about the whole backstory about how he was mad that he didn't get cast as what's his name, Frank in Blue Velvet and like went off on David Lynch in like 85. And like Lynch remembered it about how just like unhinged he was and then hit him up when he was making Lost Highway. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't wait. Like I've been wanting to do something with you and in a role like this. So that he was he was totally on board so he remembered it you know some almost 10 years later almost you just gotta um, wait you know yeah but he was great in it that was one of the highlights for me but again I, I digress it was a good and worthy digression uh yeah i could have digressed into worse Let's, fair I, enough I guess you could put, put it that way <laughs> you, you well you brought it together with the uh porno film so Yes, not as, a, not a sentence you get to say very as, often. as i say as i often say about you dan here we <laughs> yes. go again so there was uh, two prequel novels from uh, Lewis. One was called Jack Carter's Law in 74. And then the other was Jack Carter and the Mafia Pigeon in 76. Hmm. So maybe we could deep fake those uh, prequels if they're any good. I don't know. Maybe they're horseshit. You don't hear about them ever. Or they and, bring uh, Michael, Michael came back to star in them now. Yeah. Don't change a thing, right? Yeah. Just have him be him today. Yep. Looking more youthful than ever before. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it if he if he didn't move that movie now. I would watch it. I mean, I love a train wreck, so of course I would watch it. Sure, but this one was not a train wreck in the eyes of old Stanley Kubrick, who uh, actually said it was one of his favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And upon seeing it, remarked, "Quote: Any actor who sees this will want to work with Mike Hodges." I think that's fair. Yeah, I think I mean, he makes him look. He makes him look really good. We I mean, all even- saw Flash Gordon. Yeah, I mean, even the 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 bit roles or 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 the the supporting roles, um, they're all very interesting characters in the underworld. But I mean, most of them being in the underworld, um, but we get the very... chance to shine, even you yeah. know, however brief it is. Yeah, right. And, and I appreciate it for that. Like everybody had, like even some of the small time guys, like the the guy uh, Albert and and stuff like that. Like Eric, obviously, and some of the other guys. Like I think really still pull their their weight even if it's a smaller role um even like what's that guy's uh the guy like the guy that that rolls up in the car to give him the ticket to get out of town that mm-hmm. thor Thor thorby thorpe thorpe thorpey thorpey Thorpe, yeah yeah the one yeah, who gets that, his head smashed in right yeah 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 well yeah the guy that he chases into the theater into the bathroom well not the theater the um it's like a dance hall oh yeah yeah, yeah. and he's sitting in the in the bathroom and he's and he, hiding he in the stall the yeah 
and it brings <laughs> it back to the the Ben breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. What a good movie, Dan. What's your rating for this one? Now that we've now that we've introduced this system in the neo noir episodes, um, I I loved it. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it like somewhere between like a seven point eight to an eight. Hell yeah! I and once again, Dan said double indemnity is an eight. So that is. I agree that this is as good as Double Indemnity. Yeah, which I, I give a ten I, out of ten, and I give this movie a ten out of ten as well. I think, like I like I said in the beginning, I think I think in retrospect, watching it again, I, I definitely same if not more enjoyable the second time around, even within a week. Which, like honestly, like is something I don't love doing. Like I don't like watching the same movie multiple times in a week. Like just well, I have sure. a weird <laughs> thing about that. Like I just don't. I don't really enjoy doing that. No, but. I don't I think actually, that's a strange thing, but I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, some your people, point. Some I'm people glad have the capacity. Out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, sometimes I'll have to do it for the podcast, you right. know, just to you know maybe tighten up a, a write up or something. You know, I've I've had that same experience, so I'm as sorry as I am that we had to delay it a little bit. I'm glad that you got that second viewing in and we got to change your mind a little bit, or yeah. you know, elevate it at least a little. Yeah, further. it definitely at least confirmed and probably elevated it. Uh, just to, to appreciate more of the nuance of it like just more than just you know when you watch the movie for the first time and you're, you're going along for the ride you're enjoying the ride but when you watch it the second time you, you obviously start to pick up more things and that's mm-hmm. like i said more tr- true of a lot of movies but i think a movie like this i think you can peel back even more the second time around and i got There's a lot of nuance more- and a lot of like little plot points definitely or right. characters that you're like i didn't know yes. who that was and like oh yeah that's that's what was going on there for sure exactly yeah a lot of the, the i think a lot of things for me was some of the confusion of the connections between some of the the mobsters and, and the people because there's just a lot of people to keep track of so i think oh, yeah. that was one of the the, the, the few things that really kind of kept had me like kind of buzzing a lot during the first watch but the second watch i like since i had already seen it i kind of knew a little bit going in so i could just kind of focus on you know some of the specific relationships and i think that is what was really helpful so I, I, that's something i would recommend to our listeners that yeah i think definitely this is a movie that you can appreciate very much m- more so the second time around um, watch it twice that's what you're saying back to back yes watch it once take a break get some popcorn and then watch it again <laughs> i'm not saying that don't do that no unless popcorn. you want to unless no you, popcorn unless... that's what you're saying no i i mean i love popcorn no that's um, essential but uh yeah, no, I, I I had a good time. I, I'm glad we I'm glad we did it. Well, speaking of movies that uh, we're watching for a second time, some of us pretty recently after seeing it again. Uh, this time we're gonna let's flash forward a little bit, Dan. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of Neo November. We get to push the clock super forward. Here's a here's a, something I'm saying for next year. I'm gonna take us to the '90s and or maybe beyond. Yeah, but I will certainly at least. Give us something from the from the nineties or beyond. Okay, I mean that could even be a, a task that we are very consciously aware of. Meaning that I, you know, maybe I'll try to get some more, even more recent ones too. It's a whole year away. Anything can happen, but True. these are we these are changes people. That's right. I hope so. I could yeah. I could use a couple changes, but you know that's a New Me Year's. Res- that's that sounds like talk for New Year's, but we're Almost about to there. carve into that turkey, right? Or did just we? About. I don't remember where we are in the month right now. Just about, yeah. I'm either hungry or full, Dan. I don't know. <laughs> uh, did I say what we're doing? Oh, we're going to 1980. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry to move on. Uh, Atlantic City, baby. We're going for a visit. Oh, yeah. Bring your jacket. It's going to be a little chilly around this time of year at the boardwalk. Atlantic City. 
It will change every idea you ever had about winning and losing. You looked. You spilled your drink. No, no, no. You took your eyes up. You allow me to distract you. Teach me stuff. Susan Sarandon. Like what? She has the ambition. What you know. Bert Lancaster has the experience. Now think about it. Just hand him this. I'll wait outside. Hey, you ain't trying to set me up now, are you? I'm trusting you. I left a fortune in your apartment. What are you talking about? Alone, they might not make it. Together, they might not survive. Tell those hoods to leave the women alone. What they're looking for, I got. I watch you. What do you do when you watch me? Hey, foxy grandpa. I look at you. You take off your blouse, then you run the water. You open a box of blue soap, and you take the soap in your hands. It's over now. I want the money. Give me the money. You run your hands under the water to feel the temperature. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Give me the money. Now. Then you take a bottle of gold perfume and you... You saved my life. The money. Money, money, money. A room for me and my mother. Glad to see you're born again. Bert Lancaster. Anyone ever take care of you like I did? If you're safe. Susan Sarandon. Yes. Atlantic City. For everyone who's ever needed one more chance. This is going to be good. It does exist on physical media. We'll get into all this next week. So come see us. Come visit the old uh, dog and pony show we do over here. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that episode. Maybe I am too. I think you will be. Yeah. Well, I'm always looking forward to the episode, but the movie, maybe I will be too. Come find out. I know out. the answer to that. Oh! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us once again. We'll see you Thursday for another quality, classic film noir episode. But we thank you for getting in our time machine and checking in on the wild world of the 1970s this time around. What a time. And, uh, holy shit. Let's find out what the 80s has in store for us next time. But here's to neo-crime. Yep, here's a yeah, neo-crime. Here's a neo-crime. I remember. I, I listened to the show. Riddick. Okay. Oh,